You've made it to part two of this Mealy Stock series on card shows in 2021. I love this element. I love talking about it. And we're going to explore some elements of buying at card shows today from both the dealer end as well as the customer end. Let's have some fun with this one. Hang tight as we get into episode 19 of Mealy Stocks. Here we go. Hello, welcome to episode 19. We are ready to get into this. This is a two-part episode. Last week, if you uh, checked it out, we talked about card shows in 2021. Just kind of went over some of my background and some general things about card shows that I've been noticing. And I thought this uh, this week we would uh, curtail it and focus a little bit more on the buying aspect of card shows. So we'll get into that tonight, uh, today, this morning, lunchtime, brunch, dinner, whenever you're watching this, uh, and we'll have fun with it. Uh, just a quick disclaimer, we are aware there are some audio issues with my mouth not always showing up, so maybe when you watch this, you could just not pay attention to my fat face and then just listen to it. might be much easier. Um, anyway, I'm excited to uh, get into this. This is actually one of my favorite things to talk about is the idea of card shows because really, deep down, that's where my root in buying and selling and, and, and I guess becoming a dealer uh, you know, it is it is going to card shows back in 2008, 9, 10, 11, 12, uh, getting really well versed back into the, the hobby. And so, um, yeah, I like it and I enjoy it. So um, I always start out these episodes with a couple things going on in the shop. If you do not know, one of the things that's taken my, my, my love of card shows and now transferred it over to the world of Instagram and instant sales is this crazy thing we have called Mealy Pops Madness. Go subscribe to our, our Instagram channel and watch our live Saturday night this week. Uh, it'll be session 31, January 23rd at 9 p.m. We go to about midnight, and we will have so many deals happening. You will not want to miss it. Um, that is one thing we have happening. And just really quickly, oh, not that one. Sorry, guys. This window here, uh, the Dallas Card Show, which will be in January 29th through the 31st. Mealy Pops and the crew will be there. The whole team will be there. And we will be buying and selling and having a lot of fun. Love to meet some of you. If you guys are in that area or coming there for the show, uh, I'd love to kind of just uh, cut it up with you if we can. Those card shows are crazy, as you know. But um, that is coming up as well. So we will be at that and Mealy Pops Badness this week. So a lot of things happening for the shop in the next two weeks. And just really exciting news, things that we're getting kind of down the pipeline for 2021. So please uh, stick stick around and hang out with uh, Mealy Pops and the whole crew. Um, we are part of the Slapstocks Network. And a big shout out to Aaron and Nate and what those guys do, uh, how they've created this brand. And hopefully you'll learn something from uh, all of us. So, well, let's talk about it. So card shows in 2021. Um, Number one word is there, to describe them is that they're growing, right? I mean, we are seeing a, a instrumental, uh, a monumental growth um, in card shows. We see just a ton of people getting into the hobby. Uh, there is a lot of resource. And what I mean by that is moolah, de niro, ching ching, dollar dollar, bang, scratch. You know the, you know the, <laughs> the, the ideology. Uh, you know the verbiage for that. Um, but uh, there's a lot of money being moved in the card world right now. And because of that, a lot of action, a lot of things happening. A lot of things happen very quickly. You know, I mentioned it last week. Just witnessing ninety thousand dollar deals, fifty thousand dollar deals. When these things were not very, you know, these weren't really seen that often in card shows. Uh, just a couple weeks ago. And another thing that I'm learning, and, and, and well, not learning, but encouraging people to to be more aware of is just just be educated. 
I think that card shows, for a lot of people, there's a lot of excitement. Uh, maybe you can get duped and ripped off if you're not paying attention. Uh, there's a lot of things happening now in this card world that really changes every single day. And being educated and paying attention to trends and watching what's going on is very important. So those are some things that I, I just know I'm noticing in 2021. But I thought tonight, today, we would just talk a little bit about buying and the idea of it. Um, I, I, I guess there's a disclaimer I want to throw out in the sense that uh, it's different for everywhere you go and everybody you deal with, whether you're a dealer or not a dealer, uh, whether you think you're a dealer or you don't think you're a dealer, whatever. Um, there's, there's, it, it's, it's a vast world when it comes to buying. And some people, um, from a dealer perspective, that are not very good at buying. Uh, some are extremely talented and gifted. Some will make you feel like, uh, you know, uh, you, you don't even have a car to go out. Your, your rims will be stolen because they did you so, so dirty. I mean, there's, there's so many things happening in the world of buying. And I thought I would share a little bit with you about the buying side of my end and then also maybe things that I would encourage from the, the non-dealer or the customer side. Um, a long time ago, I, I wrote this article, I remember, on the blowout forums after one of the nationals, and I did not even know what it meant for a uh, thread to go sticky. Well, it did in 24 hours, and there were so much things going on. It was picked up by all these different um, outlets. I think it was after Chicago, maybe three, four, five years ago, or Cleveland. I can't remember. And I was just very honest about um, what it was from the dealer perspective, and I think that honesty and transparency about understanding what I think and, and, and go through and, and manage and, and, and pay attention to maybe helps everybody. So I'll give you some more of that tonight uh, as well as we talk about this. So um, when I'm buying as a dealer, I'm usually set up. I have big buying signs and I get tons of people that come up to me, some with one or two cards, some with boxes of cards, some with those Instagram kid cases that I call them where you have all the, the latches and bolts and then you have all the rows of cards um, and, and I love it. I love seeing everybody with their own little nuances. Of course, I get the guys with the shoe box from you know second grade, and they're 45 years old, and you pick out the box and it's falling apart. Uh, that's also the fun of card shows. But um, I think a lot of people always want to know what am I buying at? What is the percentage, or what are you buying off comps? And and if I that is like the most loaded question out there. You know, when you go to a restaurant and you get some nachos with cheese or you get loaded nachos, the difference is just regular nachos with cheese versus this smorgasbord of stuff. And I feel like that's what this question is like. So well, let me attempt to answer it. There's a lot of issues with with, with uh, being pinned down to a certain percentage of buying out of a comp. And what I mean by that is every card is different. Raw card, non, you know, so a non-graded card versus a graded card. There's a night and day uh element of objectivity that you cannot tell from a graded car with, with, with selling versus a, a non-graded car, which is very tricky. Um, of course, the sport is very important. Basketball, I'm usually paying a higher premium um, than I would maybe baseball or maybe uh, kind of some off-tangential stuff or hockey or things like that. Um, the idea of who you're buying in that sport is very important. Rookie card versus non-rookie card. A lot of people think, you know, uh, that these inserts are some of the, the greatest things in sliced bread. When the truth is, they're some of the mo the least liquid thing. Is all the parallels and all the versions and these base cards that are tens. Those, you know, I'm not paying as much because there's so much of them, right? Um, so there is a shift happening, and I think you'll see it. Some of the bigger buyers uh, who are constantly moving stuff, you know, might pay 85 to 90. They may say that they might be actually paying 78 to 85% of comps. And again, a comp is a whole other loaded question as well. Uh, where you get your comp, 
how you understand what the comp is, uh, what the true comp is versus what maybe might be a shield comp, a buy it now versus an auction comp. There's so many elements to that. Uh, you know, a new thing that's coming up is, oh, I just saw this lined at this price, so that's a comp. You know, I don't, I don't see that side of it, but I can understand where people are coming from, where they're seeing things now in, 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 in razzes and all these things. And, hey, that's being razzed at that. That's the comp I want to sell it at. So there's, there's a lot of elements to this and, and understanding that world. Um, I don't put a lot of weight into that because I think, of course, those can be manipulated as well. But these are some, some interesting things to consider. So my, my shifts in percent, they can range from 90, 95% of a comp if I really want that card uh, down to uh, 60, 65% if I don't really want it, maybe even 50% if I really don't want it, like a, a lot of lower end inserts, things like that. So, I mean, buying is, is something that I'm always kind of aware of, uh, not pigeonholed to a certain percentage. Um, of course, as a, as a good business, when you, you want to be into something as low and, and, and low as you can, least risk as you can, but I get it. You know, we're in a world where everybody is, is very intelligent in this market and we want to be smart about it. Um, I have also noticed in my buying habits that I've become a little bit more risky in buying. And what I mean by that is um, I may buy a card thinking about where it may be in two or four weeks. Now, I know that's a, a weird way of thinking of buying, and a lot of people don't do that because they've been so disciplined and they only buy at market today and potentials and all that. But there are some times and some cards that I really will look at. For example, uh, I think it was three or four weeks ago, bought a, a Durant Topps Chrome Refractor. I think I paid thirty-two hundred for it, thirty-three hundred for it. It looked fairly clean. It had it had a, a kind of a dimple on it. Um, didn't think it would get a gem or anything like that. And at the time, that was probably where a BGS nine comp was or whatever. So I paid the full amount, knowing what I you know looked at with Durant, saw the trends coming, um, graded it. Just got my grade back literally today, um, and it got a PSA nine. It's a $14,000 card, I think, or a $12,000 card. That was the last kind of comp sale for that. So being risky in that and then thinking about the time it takes to grade can really pay off versus just saying, I can't buy that card because that's the uh, comp they want to be at or, or whatnot. If you believe in the card and you think that you can actually make something on it or you think that that uh, upside of the bell curve is still coming, um, you can really do well with it in, in that example there I just shared. Um, so that's that's not that's an area where you you may not need to worry about um, not taking a chance. Being a little risky at shows sometimes can really be helpful, specifically from the dealer side. Um, another thing that I look at from buying is I look for consistency from people. I look for uh, people who uh, have sold to me before and have not sold me doo doo. Um, there are a lot of people who I don't like to deal with because I know they have crap cards uh, and they sell damaged cards and they try and pull one over on the dealer, which is the worst feeling in the world when. You're at a show and you know that's what people are doing, right? It happens in the store as well here. But um, uh, building that consistency with people is something I look for. Uh, showing and you know texting people when I come back. and It's just really cool to make that connection with people to be able to help them out, help you out. Uh, so that is another element I think it shows. Um, and there are also, you know, there's bad versus good in that, right? There are people who have burned bridges with me and I just, I don't care to deal with them anymore. And I'll just be straightforward. Not that I don't like the person. Not that I'm mean-spirited. It's just one of those things where, you know, I forgive, but I kind of just move on from it. You know, I, I don't think it makes sense to continue to go down that bridge. There are people who have really done me dirty uh, in buys and have hid some things with cards, trimmed or really damaged, not been very honest about it. And so it is what it is. But um, I think when you're somebody who's on the other side of that, who's been consistent, you're selling fair cards, you know, you're not being super hard on it. 
I think that people are going to buy from you more, and you might see that they'll pay better percentages, especially from that dealer side. Um, one thing you know, I, I look to do with buying people, I don't want to get in a fight with you. I don't want an argument about a comp. You know, I, I think we all know where we're at, and I think that you can pull out a phone, and someone can s simply go really quickly, and they could just kind of say, here's the comp, check it out, right? And then give you four, four milliseconds to see something flash on a screen, and just be like, that's that's just not how I do it. So then I take backtrack, you go through it, you, you reason with the person. Um, so that's something, you know, as an educated dealer, I, I want to I wanna take my time and learn what the comp is. Now, granted, you can't sit there for hours and hours, so you got to be quick with it, but I do think that that's important. Um, you know, there are ideas of buyouts, right? For me as a, a dealer as a buyout, sometimes I'll find other dealers or other people who have boxes and I'll just simply say, what do you want for the box? What do you want for your table? Because it makes more sense to me to buy it all than to try and cherry pick and it might make more sense to the person selling too to really get a restart or a freshness with that. You know, I just recently made a five-figure deal which I paid 70% on uh, and, uh, you know, the comps were, um, or comps at 70% and I'm just trying to think, uh, it was about 40 cards. So that was very liquid to me. It made sense. They were all graded, paid a lot of money. Um, didn't make a huge percentage on the resale. We won't make a ton on it, but at least we will make something on it, right? And that's just kind of how you make buys. And that show specifically was a little weaker than the other shows. So just kind of some things to think about is, is when you are buying, maybe you don't pay as much percentage. Maybe you don't try and be the people out there. Where, you know, dealer has the name of trying to always ream people. That's not where we need to be in this hobby, to be honest. Um, and then just lastly, as, as a dealer, as I'm buying, I always make an effort. I try to every show I go to to pass it on. And what I mean by that is uh, make a deal with a kid, hook a kid up. I had a kid the other day. He was asking me, hey, do you trade for wax boxes? And I was like, yeah, I mean, I don't know what you have. And he came over and I saw that he had uh, some Gator autographs. So I said, how much do you want for this? And he was like, 100 bucks. And I was like, man, that card's probably worth about 10 bucks. But how about I give you 40 bucks and trade for it? And it was just cool for him to get excited, come over to my table, find something to trade for. And it was done, you know? Pass it on at these shows. If you see kids out there, give them a cool card. They'll get excited. They'll be very thankful. Always ask their parent. And I think that's an element of, of the buying from the dealer perspective. Um, so a non-dealer perspective, uh, maybe a, maybe that's you. Maybe you're someone who's just a, attendee of a card show, uh, a customer, we'll call it. A couple things that I would share with you, and we'll close out this. But um, I would say to have goals uh, for yourself when you're going to these shows. Don't have your, your standards set sky high where you're not going to be able to reach them and you want that one specific card, serial number, this serial number out of $2.99 or whatever, card shows are going to have a great selection, but they're not going to be like the National, right? The National is where you can have those lofty, sky-high goals. But, you know, set goals for when you go in um, and really, you know, be smart about it. Be 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 frugal. Uh, don't, be, um, don't be somebody who's um, just buying based on emotion. That can get you in a lot of trouble. Comps can be very helpful. Comps can, uh, the, the dealers know what their comps are, but comps can also be deceiving. So make sure, just from my side, the same side to you, that you're paying attention to what the comp says. You know, there's shill bids. Uh, there's buy it nows that don't get paid for. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? Um, there are certain people who are known for their shill bidding in their account. So you just pay attention to those things when you're, when you're looking up these cards. Be respectful. Uh, do realize that most dealers don't want to be worked over. I know that's that's one of the biggest pet peeves I have. Is you can tell when somebody wants to work you over as a, as a dealer, and you just get so frustrated in that. You're trying to be fair. You're trying to be honest. Trying to work with people, and it's like, man, why are you just trying to beat me up? You can't sell to a dealer at 150% of comps. We're not that dumb. Um, it's not going to work. Um, and so, just being mindful of your cards, making sure you have accurate data when you're selling your cards. 
knowing what you want when you sell to a dealer. That's one of the hardest things I have is just make me an offer. Well, I don't know this card. It's your card, right? You've, why do I need to take the time to go look this up when I have lots of customers? Why can't you just tell me what you want? That makes it a lot easier for some people. Um, some people need that, you know, that leverage to, to, to want to make an offer and feel in control. That's not me. Uh, that's an idea of negotiation. But something to think about as you're selling. Make sure you know what you want for when you sell things, right? Um, I think that's important. And then, and then also when you're buying something, make sure you know you what you want to pay. You don't overpay. And if you don't get card, you don't get the card. Um, have cash, um, but always have a backup with PayPal or Venmo. Same goes for dealers. Be someone who accepts everything, cash, PayPal, Venmo. Accept credit cards through a PayPal reader or a manual reader. I think that's so important in this day and age as to be able to transact with people. Uh, we do live in a very digital age, and I get it. It's, it's, it's not always uh, comfortable for some people, and you can be duped with certain things. But just making sure you're doing the right thing. Um, being respectful on both ends of the table definitely helps. So uh, those are just some ideas about buying. I, I hope there's something you can take from that. Um, I do want to bring up kind of some tools that I would recommend to you if you don't already know. Uh, 130.130point.com is a great website for checking out offers and, and, and comps. Uh, Sold4, that's an app that is a great app as well. Props to the people who run those sites. I do like to plug them just to help them out because they give you great, great data and you can check it out. Watch count. Another one that people have used, PWC, PWCC Market Research, lets you go back and look at things in auctions and, and buy it now. It's from years and years ago. Terapeak, that's something if you're an eBay store subscriber, you would have access to. And there are others out there as well. But learn those tools. Make sure you know how to utilize them. Make sure you know how to go on a phone and go on the app or the browser and utilize that. It will take you far at a card show, trust me. Um, but other than that, I mean, hopefully this has been a little insight to, to card shows from my perspective. Uh, maybe we'll do more on that. Give us some comments below on other things you'd like to see. I went back and, and looked at the comments for this past week before making the second episode, second part of it. And I was just kind of thinking about things you guys all out there said. If there's anything else you want to learn about that, feel free to shoot it in the comments. And uh, we'll see you next week for episode 20. This is Jamil signing out from Mealy Stocks, part of the Slap Stocks Network. Thank you so much for uh, taking the time to watch this. And until I see you next week, see ya!